Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic. Today, we have another segment of our series, Beyond the Screen, in which the WIB team watches a video or movie concerning current events, news, topics, anything relating to pop culture. And we really just hope to continue these conversations beyond the screens that display these videos. Today, I am here with the VP of Marketing Jazz and the one and only President Jaina. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Fun times. We got a good team here today. Um, so yeah, the movie, or sorry, not the movie, the video we've selected today is actually a YouTube video called The Feminist Trope Explained. Essentially, what this video really talks about is breaking down the different feminist tropes that we often see in movies, beginning with the straw feminist and moving on to other more modern and complex female characters, including the awakening feminist. And finally, the bad feminist, which is oftentimes a lot of what us real woman people tend to experience. So with that all being said, um, once you go check out the video, make sure to tune into today's episode or really just join in on the conversation because it's something that a lot of us can witness in popular movies and TV shows. So without further ado, we're gonna open up the floor um, to our little chat here today. So Jaina Jazz, any thoughts on today's video and really just talking about, you know, perhaps some of these popular feminist tropes that we've seen in modern or old movies and TV shows? Yeah, I was, um, this video was awesome because I've never like put a, like a, a name to the kind of growth of feminists that have kind of that we've seen and um through the video and uh erica explained a few of them but there's been some really interesting like reflection i've had on some of the stuff that i'm watching that i'm i'm noticing i'm like yeah like some of the things that we're watching now those ex those shows feel like a real experience of a, like a female in this world whereas some of the older shows that we're watching haven't really aged well um, very much I agree yeah like we were talking about the the straw feminist so if anybody who hasn't watched it I think we have like a bit of a, of a definition in the sense of it's like a female um, character that's like exaggerated and like undercuts um, like the feminist ideology and kind of makes it a joke or um, in the video they talk about um, Elle Woods and like one of the things that we were talking about quickly before was like um miscongeniality like that's in the video as well like I've seen that so many times and just the whole idea that like she was they they kind of take it as a joke of like you know a beauty pageant you're beautiful therefore you can't be like you can't be like a feminist or, or quote unquote right and then even right. in like Gilmore Girls Paris who's like the the best friend of Rory there I was watching an episode where she's like trying to be like student council president, she's very like abrasive and like hard, I suppose. And that turns people off to her like quote unquote feminism and it's viewed as like a joke. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I feel like for me, this video was like really eye opening because I feel like I've never really looked at feminist characters and think, oh, like this is wrong. Like they shouldn't be portrayed like this. And like, I always felt like the straw feminist kind of aggressive and like pushing like her view that you know feminism should be a topic that everybody talks about 
you know, that was showed in a lot of the shows that we watched as younger kids or in the movies that we've, wa- we've watched. So to me, that was always like, you know, this is what feminism is. It's being able to, um, you know, overpower other people and be able to talk about these kind of issues in a very aggressive manner. So to me, that was normal. And I, I always felt like I was a bad feminist because I was like, oh, well, I'm not like this. I'm not aggressive like these people are. I'm not voicing my opinion all the time. Um, but, you know, there's plenty of different types of feminists. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like there's been so many times where I'm like, I'm not like this feminist character. Does that mean I'm not a feminist? Or just like you said, Jazz, like feeling like a bad feminist. Like, even this is doesn't really fall under like the straw feminist example, but a lot of like the old kind of rom-com movies that I love, sometimes like the females are portrayed as very like, um, almost like against like romantic grand gestures. For example, one of my favorite movies, I still love it till this day. I don't think that this person is a bad character at all, but 10 Things I Hate About You, Kat is like very objectively viewed as like a negative character sometimes. And she like, is against the whole like mushy love relationships but then like she totally opens up to Patrick but the cool part about that movie I think is that throughout the film like she doesn't become any less of a feminist throughout it and also the part that I really do like is she's not objectively or explicitly like named as a feminist and I think that's something really important in like movies now and tv shows is that like characters don't have to explicitly be a feminist, right? Like they can have those views and just really be like their own individualistic character. And I think that's where like the complex um, like female characters that we see more and more nowadays, like really, really comes into play. Um, I don't know about you guys, like if you've seen that progression as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Like definitely. And I feel like I'm drawn more towards like complex female characters. I'm like, yeah, like, they get this, like, they, they get that, like, yeah, I'm gonna be smitten and head over heels for somebody, but also, like, like, I'm also gonna stand up if somebody's, like, well, you're, like, really organized and, like, a drill sergeant, I'm, like, that kind of thing, like, I feel like that parallel makes a lot more sense in, like, sex education, like, that show where, uh, what's, what's her name again? Oh, I forgot her name. Maeve, Maeve. yeah, like, I loved her character, I was, like, oh like right like you can be like that like that's that's normal like that's okay yeah I really like Maeve as well and like I think that show in general all of their characters are a really good example of what it means to have like different diverse complex female characters for like those of you who haven't watched his education there's essentially a scene where they're stuck in detention and they're like challenged to think of something that bonds them together or that they all share in common And it's really sad because the thing that they end up coming to the conclusion that they have in common is sexual harassment, which is sad because it's a huge issue that a lot of women face today. Um, But I think it's also really powerful, that scene, because it shows that even though like they all are females and they all have different experiences because they are female, that doesn't mean that everything about them is the same. So yes, they have this experience, but that's because it's a huge a huge societal issue that a lot of women unfortunately do experience, but like each of them individually have such different interests, such different characteristics. Some of them are super outgoing, some of them are super shy. And I think that's like the really powerful part about that scene and about that show in general. Yeah, totally. I I when I remember watching that scene, I was like, "Oh, like 
what it because if you've never seen the show like those characters are so different like each one of them like most of them don't even get along because they're just like in different cliques and different like representations of everything but then they come together and you're like oh like it's kind of so sad that like that's what's bringing them together and I think like I've had my own conversations with my friends and realizing that like yes we're all friends but sometimes we share those kinds of awkward experiences and like uncomfortableness and you're like I thought I was the only one that had to deal with that but this is something that we all dealt with collectively I'm like that's that's like a really comforting but it's also very scary I'm like yeah yeah no I definitely agree and like I think the intersectionality of feminism is becoming like more and more prevalent in certain movies and tv shows like I'm trying to think of some of the shows that I'm watching right now I know Jazz you said you're watching like Jane the Virgin and that you've watched it so many times I feel like there's a lot of really strong female characters in that show as well and it's a pretty modern tv show so that's really awesome too Yeah, like, I think Jane is, like, the perfect example of a complex female character. She may not really come off as a feminist, but she is really, like, independent, doing her own thing, takes care of her family. But at the same time, she's still falling for multiple guys at the same time and throwing that all away. (laughs) But the real question is, what team are you guys on? That's the real question. (laughs) Man, I was on so many different sides throughout that entire show. I was like, no, what about this? And then like, they like, somebody dies and then they come back to life. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was on the right side. I wasn't alert, but y'all don't know who we're talking about. (laughs) No, I know. But but yeah Jazz like you were saying but I feel like at the same time I feel like I relate to Jane I feel like at the same time I want to be independent I want to be able to do my own thing but then it's like I also kind of want to be a simp you know and just be in love (laughs) and whatnot and you know let someone take care of me for a change and so I feel like I think more recently we've been seeing a few more complex female characters as opposed to the straw feminists like we've seen growing up. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And kind of towards what you were saying at the end there, um, I think because there is like such big extreme examples that we've seen in pop culture, especially for us growing up from like early 2000s and witnessing a lot of those like super straw feminist characters and then now seeing those really complex characters who are both independent and dependent who are both outgoing but also maybe sometimes reserved I feel like it can be super difficult to really understand kind of where you fall in between that and I think we have to think I mean we feel like we have to pick a side which is so not true and in the video for everyone who's listening they essentially introduce a topic called the bad feminist And essentially what that means is someone who feels like a bad feminist, who feels like they're not representing what it is to be a feminist well, because we're trying to really identify with the characters in TV shows. So if you're not aggressive and super outgoing with your with your feminist arguments, for example, you feel like you're a bad feminist because I myself feel like I'm not super like forceful with my certain opinions and thoughts. Um. And even, like, I know we're all pretty much a sucker for this here, but, like, like you were saying, Jazz, being a simp, like, you bet I'm watching <laughs> The Bachelor and The Bachelorette every new season that comes out. Every new season. 
I'm the same way with like love. I've gotten on all the like trash reality shows like Love Island. Um, honestly, everyone that is somewhat related to Love Island and that concept of just putting people together too hot to handle all of that. I absolutely hate it. I sit there and I'm like, why am I watching this trash? But I'm also like, this is so much fun because I just get to like criticize. And I don't know if that's just like, that's also the complex of like being a bad feminism because I'm also pointing out somebody's like not being that like polarized, like aggressive feminist per se. Um, yeah, yeah I feel I'm, like, I'm, sorry, you're not continuing. Yeah. Like, just no, no, I, I, that's done. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like it, like it's so entertaining to watch, but then you think about it and you're like, ugh, I would never do this. Why is she, yeah. you know, throwing herself out there like that or, you know, doing some of these actions when someone's already done them and you're just like, okay, well, this is great entertainment, but I would never do this in real life. <laughs> Yeah. I know I feel that I forget that they're like real people on that show sometimes because yeah. I would actually be so embarrassed if that was me but that's like a side note um but even like outside of reality tv I feel like this kind of honestly I just kind of realized this as we were talking about it but I feel like sometimes we even see the bad feminist in movies and tv shows and I think that's purposely kind of written in to really show that Sometimes when you're next to someone who is very forceful with their feminist arguments, you feel like you're a bad feminist. And I know I was mentioning it to you guys earlier and you haven't watched it, but it's a movie called Little Woman. Essentially, there's four sisters. One of them, Joe, is a writer and she's like pretty much very against like the whole woman has to get married, like live this life of marriage with children and stuff like that. And she's very much against that. And she wants to build a life of her own, which is super powerful. And I think it's a really great feminist argument. But then her sister, Amy, is a little bit different. Like she wants to have that kind of set life. And at that time, it was a stable life because I don't know when the movie took place, to be quite honest. But it was obviously a while back. And that's what a stable life meant for her. But I think after it, it shows the progression of them aging throughout the movie, after she gets married, you can still see that she has like a lot of those really powerful like feminist ideologies that she shares like at the end of the movie after she's gotten married. And I think it's something really powerful to have the two characters kind of juxtapose against each other because they're both very different, but neither of them are less of a feminist. And I feel like Amy sometimes feels like a bad feminist when she compares herself to her sister because she doesn't want to accept that life of marriage. But that doesn't make her a bad feminist. I feel like that's something that we face, um, like, in the real life, too. Yeah, like, I was just, when you mentioned that, I was, it's sort of a period piece that's, like, later. But there's a show called The Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's on Amazon Prime, and it is, like, so good. It takes, it's basically about a woman who, like, her husband cheats on her, but she wants to be a comedian. And, like, she plays that perfect, like, back in the day, like, the wife. Like, I don't work. I don't do any of that. Like, I'm the house. Like, I take care of the house. I take care of the family. And that's it. Like, my job is not to have a job and all that. So she, like, completely changes her lifestyle. She becomes a comedian. She tells, like, really raunchy type jokes because, like, that's just, that's her type of, she has a really, like, funny, sarcastic humor in her like, it's very much that complex of, like, her mother is, like, no, go back to your husband, even though he cheated on you, like, and you shouldn't have to work, like, he'll take care of you, like, stop doing this, like, comedy thing, and it's, like, a really interesting, like, juxtaposition of, like, her kind of, it's that, like, feminism awakening kind of concept, which is, yeah. which is really cool. I think the feminist awakening is definitely becoming more and more popular, 
throughout mm -hmm. um, movies and TV shows, which is essentially like the conclusion that we've really come to throughout this whole yeah. episode. But um, that's awesome. I'm loving it. Have you guys yeah. ever, I know I'm taking over Erica's podcast and I want to pose a question. <laughs> I'm like, I, I really want to feel like, have you, have you guys ever felt like you have been categorized as feminine or unfeminine or having that like juxtaposition of like small and weak being like, or like strong and forceful? Like, have you guys had that experience in your life? I think growing up, because I used to play sports, I don't know, guys see that as like, oh, you're not girly or whatnot. And it's like, oh, well, you're not, you know, the girl that you should be or, you know, what, a, you know, the definition of what a girl is. Um, so I feel like that's growing up. I feel like I've been categorized as unfeminine because of that and I wasn't really like a girly girl person when I was little I am more now I feel like but I think less when I was younger um and you know I always used to kind of take that offensively like what do you mean like I am a girl I just like sports I like doing things that are outside of the norm of what you think a girl should do and it's like we don't see it as a problem, but like to guys, like this was a problem. And I feel like, I feel like guys just, um, they have their own perception. And I feel like a lot of that does have to do with um, shows and the TV shows that we watched going up. And it's like, oh, well, you're not a girl because you're not girly or you don't stand up for what girls should be standing up for. And it's like, well, you know, I'm a do me. I like what I'm doing. I'm still a girl. <laughs> feminine or unfeminine whatever you think I think growing up for myself I just started caring less about what other people think and I was like I'm gonna do me and I know what I stand for <laughs> I um, love absolutely love that and like literally every female leaving this is like you know what I'm gonna do me there we go individualistic feminism is now a thing <laughs> it is now enforced everywhere um but no I really like your example jazz too because I feel like my experience is like it's really different because like I did play some sports when I was growing up but I've always been kind of like a girly girl um like my mom literally called me like a diva growing up that was also because I was probably <laughs> spoiled but um yeah no like I feel like growing up I was just I'm very much a girly girl like my favorite color is pink I love makeup I love fashion I love getting ready for like no reason and just like wanting to go out because I look cute um and I think because of that, see, it's like, it feels like sometimes like we can't win because like if you're into sports, which is quote unquote, like God forbid women play sports, but like quote unquote, like a guy thing, all of a sudden girls are like, oh, you're not, you're not much enough of a girl. Like you're, you're too tomboy. You're too unfeminine. And then me, for example, you know, liking all these quote unquote girly things, I'm like too girly. I'm like, I need to like calm down. I'm too weak. I'm too feminine. I'm like... Like, make up your mind. Like, what? Like, I mean, I don't need a guy or anyone to tell me, like, what I am or am not. Um, but it's so true because, like, we get judged, like, no matter what we are interested in, no matter what we what we like. It's so frustrating. That's so right. Like, oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Like, I, I feel like my experience is, like, the combination of both of yours because I was always, like, in the middle. Like, I, I played sports, so I was like, look, I'm a sporty girl. Like, I'm not your, like, average girly girl. But then, like, I never really could get into, like, the girly girl. Like, even today when I look at, like, back in the day post-pre-COVID, like, if we would go out, like, I feel like, like, I just don't, like, understand, like, how to be, 
like the cool girl that's like girly girl with the makeup and the fashion and the, I'm just half the time I'm borrowing my friends clothes because most of my clothing <laughs> com- consists of sweats like just pre-COVID like this is pre-COVID but like one of the things that like still bugs me to this day is like just a really small example of like I learned to skate as a kid and as a kid like normally they put girls in the figure skating because the figure skating skates and then the boys are wearing the hockey skates because the boys learn to play hockey most of the time and they don't ever they, they just start girls off on figure skates so I remember starting off in figure skates and like my parents when I when they first took me they just it did not go well they were like your daughter's falling all over the place like it might actually be easier if you switch to the hockey skates because they're easier to learn to skate in. And so I did, and I learned to skate in hockey skates, and I still have mine. So whenever we go, like, with my friends, like, casually skating, I'd always bring my hockey skates, and all the girls are wearing, like, the figure skates. And I've had even my, like, own friends be like, oh, you wear hockey skates? Like, why Why do you wear hockey skates? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I learned to go up. Like, I learned to skate in them. Like, I, it's not like a male female skate thing it's like a what did you learn to skate in but it's it's interesting because some of my friends that wear the figure skates can't skate because they learned to grow they learned in figure skates because they thought they had to use figure skates anyways that's my side story (laughs) I was gonna add on to what Erica said it's like we never win like I know growing up for me playing sports it's either like oh you're too tomboyish for playing sports I'll go back to being a girl or it's like oh well or no, guys would be like, oh, why don't girls play sports? There's no girls that like sports. Like, I want girls that like what I like. But then on the other hand, I remember seeing this meme and it's like, oh, when a girl plays sports, guys will be like, oh, well, what was the blood type of the 1942 coach for this team? <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't know. Like, why do you, why can't I just enjoy sports for the sake of enjoying sports? Like, I don't got to know all these team stats just to like sports. Yeah. Oh my god, I've I felt that a lot. That's so true. That's so true. I feel like growing up, I feel like like early 2000s to like now like 2021, I guess. Um there's just been like so like I feel like we've experienced a lot of the two extremes almost. Um and I think like from now on like thinking pop culture and films, there's going to be a lot of change and I hope that like continues to happen because I feel like I've already seen it a lot. So I feel like from now on, like, we're going to start seeing more of these, like, complex characters that we can actually relate to and hopefully changes, like, society's views on what it means to be a feminist. Because I feel like sometimes it's sad. I feel like the word feminist has almost, like, lost its power um, because, like, other people are trying to define it. And when, at the end of the day, it really just comes to, like, women and men having equal rights. That's all it means. Right? And everyone just kind of defines it as, like, oh, you're a super girly girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think there's even, like, in the video they were talking about now not under, not not understanding feminism, but, like, I kind of get what you mean when you're saying, like, loses its power and, like, the core just, like, simple meaning of it, because they talk about, like, the commercialization of, like, a girl boss, like, I'm a girl boss, I'm, like, but it's, when they mean girl boss, they mean, like, I'm doing it for kind of the clout so that I'm furthering my own career and, like, yes part of feminism is like to further ourselves in an equal society but like creating that kind of girl boss mentality it's something that I realized in like looking at some of the stuff that Wib has been doing like using girl boss as like kind of the 
perspective, but I think it's like a really good reflection to see that how some of that stuff is actually being commoditized versus the core like meaning of like having like our first female vice president, like that kind of thing. Um, it's just, it's really interesting. I definitely agree. I think it's a huge, a huge transition that we're going through. And I think that a really good quote, I feel like this was kind of a really powerful thing to kind of like take today's episode home. But at the end of the the video, um, there's a quote by Tor- T- Tony Morrison, who's uh, like a pretty well-known, pr- popular um, author. And I think the quote was like, if you have power, empower others, or it's like, it's your responsibility to empower others. And I think that needs to really be like be included under that girl boss mentality, right? Like, yeah, we want you to self-advocate for yourself. And it's important that you further your own career, your own personal brand, your own individual person. Um, but it's also important that you, if you have like a certain platform, if you have a certain privilege to like make sure you're giving that space for other women to share their own problems. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that. I like that that quote that they said at the end because I feel like it brought everything together of like because there were so many different types of feminism that they were throwing out and I was like whoa 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 like I did not think that I just didn't think that critically as a child obviously about all the things that I was seeing so when you see all of it now you're like oh my gosh like it's crazy so I liked how that brought it like together at the end of the episode yeah I feel like just going back to the feminism losing its power like I've been on Twitter a lot and what like what I see like when someone throws out like a basic like opinion like okay like we should be doing this more we should be talking about this topic more there's just like a flood of like so many opinions as to why you shouldn't or why you should and they're all so different I feel like everybody like now like it's hard to come to the same conclusion because everyone's just like no this is my opinion and this is what I think is right and I don't think what you're doing is right I think what I'm doing is right so we should be talking about this topic the way I think we should be talking about this topic so like it never really I feel like it's hard for us to get somewhere collectively because so many people have their own opinions and plus, yeah. I just want to add on add on to that. I think Twitter is really interesting because I read like an academic paper on Twitter and its polarization. And like I think technology is interesting that way because it just feeds you your own perspective. So like if you believe in one way, then it continues to feed you what you believe. So Twitter is really interesting because you see all those people come together oh. and have polarizing views because everything that they see that brought them to that opinion also feeds into that. It's really interesting. But yeah, I, I that's think that's another interesting super interesting part. idea. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I feel like definitely from this episode, I hope everyone listening, like define your own version of what a feminist is. Like, yes, at the end of the day, it comes down to, you know, just believing in equal rights. But, you know, you can define what it is to be a feminist. You're your own individual feminist. You're your own individual person. Um, but honestly, like, like the purpose of this series is, like reach out to him, tell us these characters that you've seen in movies and TV shows, whether it be like when you were growing up, whether it be more complex characters that you see now, reach out to us, like tell us what you think. And even if you have like your own definition of what it means to be a feminist, like share that with us. This is all about creating that conversation with everyone as part of WIB, with like all the females that we reached through this podcast. So with all that being said, um, we'd like to thank our listeners today 
and make sure that you tune into next week's episode of the Unapologetic Podcast. Bye, everyone.